0: All right, thank you. And uh, hello, everybody. My name is Alonzo. I'm an alcoholic. Uh, Most of the time I like to just identify as a um, personality because it seems like anything that I enjoy, I do it abusively to where I'm no longer enjoying it. So anyways, it might be all over the place. I'm going to try try to keep it straight and just keep it simple. I've always enjoyed drinking. As a kid, I would finish off the glasses that my parents did not drink or finish. Uh, I ran around like uh, through all my aunts and uncles, you know, when they would have the parties, the Christmas or New Year's or whatever other parties, festivities would come around. And um, yeah, I would finish off the drinks. So that, that was the start. But that's not when I realized that I, I didn't know I was... A bit or uh, because I was still in my single digit age. Um, I guess most of the time that uh, I no longer wanted to drink, I still did. and that's as I'm getting older. but then I discovered uh, you know, herbs and uh, chemicals. So, I started getting further into that. I don't want to do this as, as a whole drunkologue, but I started getting further into chemicals and uh, alcohol too, and herbs and anything that changed my head. I just didn't want to be in my head. So, any mind altering substance that I came across, that was me. And uh, I honored that. And I, I thought, you know, I'll take this to my grave. I don't need to change this. That was my happiness. Money wasn't, uh, as I was getting older into my teenage years, I realized that I I didn't really enjoy sports because it got in the way of my using. Music and any other academics that were going on at school, that wasn't me. It, it, like I said, it interfered with my drinking and using. And um, I'm gonna say my uh, relationships were also damaged at a young age because that got in the way of my drinking and using. So as I was getting older, I realized that it's, it's uh, and I'm talking about my teenage years now, I'm 16, 17. Um, I'm sitting out in front of liquor stores in my car, because I was fortunate to have a car at that age, and asking people to score beer or alcohol for me, for me and my buddies, you know? A little, you know, I asked one person, this would pretty much got me off of that kick is I didn't know that the store had a back door. Give money to somebody, they go in, yeah, I'll get that for you. And they go out the back. You know, you stand there out there waiting. Now you're broken, really fiending. So I started finding different ways to get my fix or my alcohol. Um, Took on different jobs. Um, I remember, oh, before I go too far, I was actually caught in the fourth grade for smoking pot. A buddy of mine, Mark and me, we used to go into his brother's, he had older brothers, and they were really cool brothers because they had all the cool posters. They had bong and just everything in their room. But what gets me is we started uh, dipping into their bag of pot. And here we are fourth grade and um, we're dipping into this bag of pot. So of course we got busted at school and we were expelled. I was at least. Parents moved out to a different neighborhood. But my addiction for alcohol and drugs came with it. Because that's something I wasn't leaving. So that's where it actually kicked off more. I said I was going to be all over the place. So, I started getting myself in trouble with the law, getting myself in trouble with just people around me. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever heard that saying that if you're in a group of people and you're not getting along with them, just uh, get away, you know, fuck them. Find yourself another crowd and you get with them, then you're not getting along with them either. So you get away, if it happens a third time, it might be you that has the issues or the problems. And it was, it was me, but I would not recognize it then. So um, found out that I was drinking and using alone. So there's nothing to govern me. You know, sometimes you can get high with your dog because at least you know that you, you've gone over the border if your actions start uh, going too far. So I would use my dog to uh, govern me. Um, ended up with a job as a bartender at a nice bar over in Arizona. It was a drag them, knock them down, drag them out bar. It was a lot of fun. And from there I ended up in the casinos in Laughlin, Nevada. And the whole time, just abusing, drinking. Um, I think one of the things that got to me was uh, acid or mushrooms along with the alcohol. I like mixing it, because it always took me for a different ride. And um, that's when uh, that's that's when I just started going over. I started losing things more and more, and going uh, taking that spiral fall where you don't really come back. And I started losing more than I had. And uh, it happened. It happened where you uh, lose everything you earned or you worked for, you worked years. Of course, you were drinking and using, but it wasn't affecting me to where I was losing everything then. Not not until uh, I realized that I I could not stop or slow down, that now it was mandatory or not so much mandatory, but I had to have my drinks. Um, The shaking never went away. I started shaking before my drinks and I still shake now. And I think that might be some kind of weird nerve damage or something that uh, I never got corrected by doctors or because I was always a self-cure, self-medicate. So that's something that never went away. And I've come through a lot of relationships and right now, I'm in one that's really good to me, but I think I might, you know, it's just life is good to me right now. But let me go back to where I was. Um, after I left the casinos, I came back to California. The only reason I left is I would gotten so far in depth with uh, some, some people that you don't want to mess with. I realized that I have to uh, straighten up. Ended up going through one rehab after another. I would go in wanting to get it, it, wanting to clean up, but then I I would get out and I would get well. I would start drinking again. I would come back to where I was comfortable at. I would come back to the one relationship that I had not screwed up there. Because I couldn't. The relationship with the bottle, you don't mess up. You just continue with it. And you pick up right where you left off. Or I did. It got me in a lot of trouble. After uh, visiting the the, uh, rehabs, frequently, I was a frequent flyer of that. And I'm going to say that I spent almost 10 years in and out of rehabs and the same amount with jails and institutions. Going in and out, in and out and uh, never really quite getting it. Um, I think it's not until you lose something so big that it makes such a difference that that you no longer prefer to drink or use. I lost custody of my son and I had him, his custody. And I lost that because I didn't recognize or see myself. And it took me seven years to get him back. So that, that was that was a very dramatic in my life to uh, realize that I had crossed that, that line. Um, so, After uh, that, that was all on my drinking and using. I started uh, going to the rehabs and trying to find out what it was that kept me straight. And that was uh, being assistance, being of service to others. I had a big white van at this rehab, the last one. And uh, I completed my 30, 30 days restriction where you can't leave. So I started taking guys out to meetings whoever had the least amount of time got to sit up front and after that for the next 2 years i would go to different rehabs and pick up guys and take them to meetings of course atheist agnostic meetings cuz they weren't those they did not have panels that would go to the rehabs that were atheist agnostic and there's a lot of people there that did not want to practice someone else's religion or faith or beliefs. So uh, I kept that rolling and I told myself that if ever I can get any sufficient time any sufficient time referring to sobriety I would do something at a larger scale. Uh, I could not I could I couldn't get it going to uh do you say, the traditional meetings Because there there was too religious. It was turning into a congregation of holy rollers for me. You can believe whatever you want. Um, I couldn't do it. And they kept saying, you have to get on your knees and pray. And I kept thinking, no, I got to get off my knees and get on my feet. And that's what happened. So I started taking other people there. So they could get off their knees and stand upright. So I told myself, when I complete, or if I can complete 10 years, I will start a group. I'm from LA, and uh, the group that was started was uh, Santa Barbara, which is 100 miles away. And that was for me, so I can keep myself focused. That Wednesday, I would drive 100 miles one way to open the group for other people and it started building up. Sometimes we have 30 people now, give and take. That was after completing 10 years and now that group's been active for two and a half years. So I'm really happy about that. Uh, I was told with a lot of time to prepare for this. I'm not the one that shares a lot but I'm glad that I did get to open my mouth and say what I did. So I thank you all for uh, participating and uh, welcome. Oh, by the way, the group is on Wednesdays at 6.30, uh, California time. All right. So thank you very much.